During Utah Public Radio's year-long storytelling project, Crossing Borders, you'll meet Jackson Olson. After growing up in Utah's Cache Valley and graduating Utah State University, Olson relocated to North Carolina. A former teacher with Teach for America, Olson has written a book, Teaching for America, Life in the Struggle for One Day. In um, 2009, my wife and I both joined Teach for America, and Teach for America places recent college graduates in some of the neediest public schools throughout the country. Moving to North Carolina was not uh, that big of a challenge. I had lived in the South for a couple of years, and so being a teacher crossed the border of my comfort zone because you're constantly on, you're constantly performing, you constantly have the needs and the wants and the responsibilities of 25 students, and then another 25, and then another 25, and then another 25. This was my first day of summer school training where I was actually teaching a world history course to students on the south side of Chicago. I could hear the unmistakable sounds of students' voices from down the hallway. I looked up to see a group of four of them walking toward me. My stomach twisted as I quickly straightened up and took a quick glance at my clipboard. My heart raced like a jackrabbit. Only one student continued to walk in my direction. The girl was short, black, and very round. Her shirt was low-cut and revealed an enormous bosom that she clearly wasn't trying to hide. She wore a denim jacket and jeans, both plastered with colors, intricate patterns of stitching, and rhinestones. She walked right up to me and almost made it into the classroom before I could interject. Hi, I said enthusiastically, doing my best impression of a person who wasn't panicking. I'm Mr. Olson. I put my hand out for her to shake. Without a smile or a grin or even a hint of recognition, she walked past my outstretched hand and into the room. She took a seat in the back row and took out her cell phone. Like good and bad angels on my shoulders, I couldn't decide whether to be friendly or firm. So you're Bianca, I said in a friendly tone. Mm-hmm. Even her grunt was laced with attitude. Well, it's nice to meet you, Bianca. No response. I looked down at my clipboard again, as though there were safety there. Do you like history? Bianca didn't take the bait, but I didn't have time to react to her indifference. Another group of students, a much larger group than the first, was headed in my direction. I rushed to the door to greet them. Before I knew it, I had a classroom full of rowdy teenagers. Lord help me, I thought to myself. Sweet, merciful Jesus, be my wingman. In fact, I'll never forget, uh, on Mother's Day in 2010, I was a first-year teacher, and um, I told my students on the Friday before Mother's Day to make sure that they went home um, this weekend and did something nice for their mothers. Um, and then I remember hearing one of my students say, and my kid better do something for me too this weekend. And I just didn't even comprehend the fact that, holy cow, one of my students has a, a child already and is, and is a mother and how that's affected her life. And some of those things just really kind of slapped me in the face. My students in North Carolina are accustomed to the sounds of gunshots in the neighborhood. Um, I was writing down all the crazy things that were happening to me, and I, I didn't want to forget what these two years were like. I was encouraged by one of my former professors at Utah State, Mike Sweeney, and he just kept encouraging me. He said, if you can write, write. Tell this story. With his encouragement and guidance, I, I just kept kind of 
putting pieces together and it became a, a book. I don't have in the book a bunch of prescriptions for fixing education. I want people to be awoken to the same uh, realities that I was awoken to on my first day of teaching. Because if everybody was aware of how, how grim the circumstances are in some of these schools, we would do something about it. We wouldn't just sit uh, back and say, well, that's the way it is. You know, that's a poor community. That's how poor communities are. It can be fixed. It can be changed. It just takes more than a few people uh, to be aware of it and to be acting on it. So back in 2015, uh, I started Henderson Collegiate High School, which is a, a charter high school in North Carolina. 95% of our students qualify for free or reduced price lunch through the federal school lunch program. Generally, the research agrees that uh, the number one factor that will help determine a student's success are the teachers that are in front of the classroom on a daily basis. So if that's true, then um, the number one priority for me as a principal is to ensure that I have good teachers in front of my students. But I want my first graduating class to make it to college before I consider crossing any physical borders. Uh, so we'll be in North Carolina at least till then. Um, and then in terms of what's next uh, for me, I plan just to remain in the fight somewhere um, for, for educational equity. I don't know where it will be or what title I'll hold, but I don't see myself leaving this fight or crossing a border into any other uh, career path. Jackson Olson grew up in Logan, Utah. He is the author of Teaching for America, Life in the Struggle for One Day. This segment of Crossing Borders was produced by Carrie Bringhurst and Mary Hairs. The UPR original series, Crossing Borders, is a year-long storytelling project between UPR and the USU Office of Global Engagement, providing services for international students and scholars, and facilitating study abroad opportunities for students and faculty. Details at globalengagement.usu.edu. And to explore more of the Crossing Borders series, head over to upr.org.